This is the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1-800-951-0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Friday, October the 21st, 2016. Hey, good morning and welcome to the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm your guy, Friday, Eric Cedarstrom, sitting in with the CEO, shipping clerk, and janitor, Joe Jaquin. I get to come in and do this every now and then, and it's a great day to be alive. If you're a brand-new listener, you're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour, brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. We offer legal, lawful tender. That's gold and silver. We don't play games. We don't play uh, give us your phone number. We don't offer free coins or free reports. We don't... Yeah, have a litany of salespeople calling you back. We don't use bait and switch. We haven't done anything, any of that for two decades, and we're still here. And I'm telling you, the competitors that have have dropped like flies, and those that haven't are getting ready to. one eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two is how you can reach this fine company. You can also go out to the information superhighway, the World Wide Web, to you old fogies at allamericangold.com. That's uh, updated daily with news, views, prices, everything. I mean, the bait and switch in this industry, this industry has run amok. It is absolutely overrun with every scumbag that you could possibly imagine. And I'm proud that we stuck to our guns. We're a complaint-free company, and uh, it'll work its way out. Don't worry about it. The strong always survive, and we'll still be here working for you. Oh, man, thanks for allowing me. I have missed the last few Fridays. We had another family issue, my wife's father-in-law passing away from lung cancer. She's been up at the ranch um, for, gosh, five weeks now. And uh, so that's uh, been kind of taking our time. I've been going back and forth, and we'll have to go back probably again this week. So I don't know when I'll get to sit with you next, but I really look forward to it, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Hey, I'm glad to have you back. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, you know what? You know, the first week that you weren't here, nobody was too surprised. Because, you know, right. sometimes you're here, sometimes you're not. But the second week, you know, maybe one or two people called. By week number three, everybody was asking. Every time they'd order, where's Eric, where's Eric? And, and I, don't worry, he'll be back. And here you are. There's my fan. <laughs> it's the same guy. Keep calling. I'm like, hey, what are you doing today? Call Joe and ask if I'm there, would you? <laughs> well, you got a lot of friends. I mean, there's me crickets <laughs> well there's me well i you know we had my my youngest daughter turned 24 yesterday I, how's that possible I so scooter is 24 years old it is scooter it blows my mind for you people that have really been around really been around you some of you might remember this you feel this i had her on the air when ross perot was running for president <laughs> And I asked her, <laughs> and I asked her, what year was 92? No, 96. I asked her what she thought of Bill Clinton. She said, he's a scumbag. God bless her. She's uh, She is definitely my right-wing conservative daughter, and uh, she's paid attention at every turn. I have to tell you that I was driving back and forth a couple of times up to Washington State. I, I'm done driving, man. I'm getting too old to do that. That's uh, three days up, three days back. But I stopped going through Jackpot, Nevada. And if you don't know where that is, south of Twin Falls, Idaho, it's uh, it's high desert. If you've never been, go there. It looks like desert, but you're like at 6,000 feet. I mean, it's way up. Um, and I bought a ticket to uh, 
to bet on the Cubs winning the World Series <laughs> at Texas Pete's Casino. Now, you could do that for like 100 straight years in a row. Uh, yeah. It'd yeah. be a loser every time. Yeah, the guy would laugh at you. I'm sure of that. So, but uh, what's interesting is that uh, he didn't laugh, and they sold me the ticket, and I have it. And here well, the, this year, they're up three games to three two. Three to two. Yeah, they, they won last ball. night. Right? So. The tribe, the Indians are in. Why not? Uh, you know, the Indians, I don't know the last time they've won a World Series. Of course, the city of Cleveland, they got to be loving. Uh, well, the Browns are terrible, so I guess there is some justice in the world. But, uh, yeah, it could be the Indians and the Cubbies. That'd be something, wouldn't it? So, the, uh, um, it's, uh, it's something. So, but the Cubs, yeah. You know, I'm a Cubs fan. Why? And I'll tell you why. Because I'm not a big fan of anything Chicago. But I was born in Des Moines, Iowa. That was pretty much the closest Which state. is, the Cubs were the pro team. Right. And then we moved to Arizona in 1967. And Cubs the, spring training. I, right, the Cubs, I mean, they were right there in Scottsdale. That's where they trained. So, you know, like the set, the, I had the autograph of every 1969 Cub, Ron Sano, Ernie Banks, Leo DeRocher. I mean, I had their broken bats, everything. Because when we were kids, you know, you got out of school, you got to, you could go down there, and they, and then they would all go to the Pink Pony. You know, so you had access to them. My dad would sit there and, you know, rub shoulders with all these guys. And when you were a kid, man, I mean, these kids were your role. These guys were role models. I mean, not just kind of. I got to tell you a funny story. So, you know, that was Cactus League Baseball. And, you know, back then nobody went to it. There's very few right. people, and nobody thought anything of it. And you had real stars. So, like, Willie Mays, Willie Mays, this is probably 1970. Willie Mays is sitting in the bullpen at Scottsdale Stadium. And the Giants are playing the Cubs, you know. And they just got the new kids out there, and the stars aren't doing anything. Willie Mays is sitting in the bullpen smoking. And I'm literally, I can touch him on the shoulder. I mean, that's how close you could get to the, So I tap him on the shoulder, and I said, Mr. Mays, it's not good for you to smoke. And he turns around and looks at me and goes, Mind your own bleeping business, kid. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I was crushed. I was crushed, Willie Mays. Willie Mays, Willie Mays, Mays, Willie Mays let me have it. So I never, ever, ever, I was probably 11. Never told that to anybody but again. I, but I never, ever bothered anyone who was smoking. Matter of fact, I started smoking at 12. <laughs> <laughs> well, Willie Mays did it. So, But that was the world that we lived oh. in, you know, back when people had personalities. Today, no, I don't know. I have to tell you, I tell you there's an election coming up. Anybody know that? Yeah. Anybody paying attention? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think people have stopped. I, Joe and I were talking about when I came in. Have you had enough? That's why you listen to Patriot Radio News Hour. So, because we're going to try and talk about everything, but... Oh, man, it's Friday. Smoke them if you got them. Kick back and relax and leave the drive to us. Patriot Radio News Hour. Eric Cedars from your guy Friday sitting in. Yeah, I may not have been clear. My father-in-law has not passed yet, um, but uh, it's imminent. So, I have to tell you, the world has changed that... Uh, that I don't even get it anymore. It's it's probably a good thing that I'm semi-retired. But actually, I'm handling. Lori's been out of town. I'm handling her real estate customers. I put we have a bed and breakfast. If you go to the Cedars from Group, you can look at our listings. dot com bed and breakfast up in Cape Creek. I actually sold it. What? How about that? Two days ago. Wait, so the one with the rail cars? Yeah, the rail car one. The ones that have been all over the news and the Wall Street Journal and everything. So 
Isn't that I'm weird? I'm going to tell you right now. No. If it wasn't so difficult to drive all the way out to Carefree all the time, because it's just so far out there, of course, so far out there, an extra 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> I, I thought you like that to see place, that? I thought that place was neat. It's the ultimate prepper deal. It was a bed and breakfast they turned it into, but the guy had buried uh, four or five Burlington Northern Railroad cars, which I loaded lumber on the Burlington Northern, and he had them underground, and he had a tunnel. He's on five acres, and he had a tunnel built from the house to the railroad cars. Of course, as time went by, they were worried about the tunnel, so they filled it in, and then they turned the railroad cars into, well, what not so much a bomb shelter, but now it has a bar and a pool table and a ping pong table and pool music. They turned it into a great band cave. That's what it is, yes. And they got a dance dance hall down there. But anyway, I, I'm under contract. I handled the, the sale for it this week. I still I keep my real estate uh, the, license the, the, active. The, so. the people that buy it, are they going to operate it yes, as, they a, are. as a bed and breakfast? Huh? Yep, yep. The gal bought it. So I think we're going to put her on the news, too. Boy, you know, that the local newspaper picked up on it, and then it went national. So if you get a chance, just Google Lori Cedarstrom Railroad Cars. There's half a dozen news stories and video clips, and so, you know, she's something. She really is, Lori, my wife. She's uh, as tough as they come. But i got to tell you something about how weird the world is. That I'm, I'm listening to a commercial for marijuana on the radio. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. You can stop in. And see, not your bartender, but the bud tender. <laughs> Come on. I'm not kidding you. I heard it on the radio because, you know, um, well, we're on the ballot, Prop, Prop 504. Is that it? Oh, is it on the ballot? It's on the ballot oh, okay. to legalize marijuana. I have it open. I just got my... Uh... I just sent my... Just okay, mailing, I just so. got mine. Yeah. So. so, yeah, minimum wage and pot. But, but medical marijuana is legal here if you have a card. Yes. So that's what you have to stop in and see the bud tender and tell him what your ailment is, and he'll tell you which one you need. So I guess you know. I wonder if you got to go in there and tell him a right wing wacko, and he's like, "Oh, I got just the thing. I'm yeah. turning you into a flaming liberal. No problem. Turn you into a liberal. What do you? What does it make you do? Will you look out the window all day and wait for your welfare check? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I think my dogs are liberal. <laughs> I'm worried about them. I gotta feed them. They wait. I come home. They wait for me to feed them. You know, they want me to walk them. They don't do anything. They don't work. They sleep all day, and I pay them. I think they're liberal. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two is the business line. We we went into the break. We're kind of you know tongue in cheek laughing that uh, the the election. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. I've never seen anything like this. I mean, anything can happen. I don't think there's any way to forecast what's going to happen here and. 20 days, you know, unless, of course, you're full-blown conspiracy, and they already know. I've always felt that way, that you can vote all you want to, but I'm not going there. So, but we'll see. Now, through all this, the the economics of it all, Donald Trump got my attention because of the economics, of bringing back the, right. the factories. And let's get people back to work. Let's start building American things again, you know, and, and just ask anybody, oh, you can't do that. We can't do that. We're in a global society. You know, God, what would happen without free trade? Well, let me tell you about free trade. Free trade isn't what you think it is, okay? If you're uneducated, you're like, oh, we can send them things, and they can send us things, and everybody's happy. And don't you wonder, well, if really that was the case, I mean, this is America. Wouldn't we be sending them more than they're sending us? There wouldn't be a trade deficit. This is America. We had the infrastructure. We had the factories everywhere. We got steel mills. We had the know-how. We had all the patents. We had all the intellectual property. We have everything. 
But why didn't it go that? Why does why is there these huge trade deficits? Because if you want to build a car in Detroit, Michigan, and send it to Japan or China, they put tariffs on them, big tariffs. They we, they protect their markets. We decided, you know, well, we Hillary Clinton and the people that have all been in office, John McCain and all of them, every every household name that's been there since you and I were kids that are still there. These are the people that did it. And they it's funny every election year they're the people that get up and say they're going to fix it. <laughs> Makes no sense at all. So that's how, you know, Donald Trump, somebody out of the uh, loop, is going to put it all back together, get everybody working. I don't know if you listen to the debate. Of course, Hillary Clinton goes, the last one, I'm going to, you know, uh, you don't pay any taxes. And he goes, well, it's a system you set up. And then she threw a little barb in under it's built the Trump Towers, and she said with Chinese steel. Right. With Chinese steel. But they built the towers with it. Right. Yep. And, uh... I got to thinking, going, well, look at her. Your husband's the one that put NASA and gas. You guys did this. I mean, let, let, let's probably be honest. You probably had to buy it. With, yeah, right? I don't think you had a choice. Because, right. you know, Donald Trump is not as, nearly as sharp as me. So, like when they asked him, you know, are you going to uh, uh, respect the election results if you lose? I I just said, ask her first. <laughs> his response the next day. Hey, I won't contest him if I win. Right, that's pretty good. Right? Well, well he's, I guess he's just getting tired. I mean, I don't know how those, how they do it. You know, I was laughing. I'm 57 years old, and, uh, you know, you go to bed at night watching the debates or whatnot, you know, and, and I fall asleep, and I get up in the morning, and they're back on the television at, at a whole other state. You know, I haven't even got out of bed yet, and they're live on the air. You know, these guys work hard. Donald Trump traveling around, these Politicians, you know, I, I was in bed eight hours. They've already gone through ten state lines, and they're up before me on television. So, I mean, it's uh, it's amazing. Why? What is it that drives people that they want to be a president of the United States? I mean, this is this has turned into you know, it's like an eighth grade election or something. Well, so. you know, I'm just going to say that the Clintons have become quite wealthy because of the politics that they've in, in, in have entered into and really you know all of the president before they were all politicians almost from you know like George Bush senior George Bush I mean these guys were born politicians and you know Donald Trump isn't one of them right well he's a businessman you know and he was in the inner circle he's an elite what do you call him elite is he not an elite are you telling me that Donald Trump is not in the elite club you think he, that's possible? He's the guy. How much money do he's these the guys guy have? He's the guy that the elites the, the just go to his resort. I guess that's it. Right? Yeah, maybe they put up with him. Right? Guys, you got to remember, like, the golf tournaments when they first started, the country clubs didn't want the golfers. at the, at the they, they really didn't want to hold the tournaments because they didn't want the riffraff known as PGA golfers. Now the golfers got more money than anyone in the country <laughs> club. So, but that's how, you know, they didn't want them there. So, so yeah, you got to think of how much money... There must be to to get into the Bush Club, yeah, or the Kennedys, or the Rothschilds, or the Bilderbergers. I guess Trump's outside looking in, that with billions. That's a tough club to get in. Tough huh? club. Yeah, yeah. There ain't that many of them. So I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I'd rather try to catch a flight to the moon than next two weeks and try to figure out what's going to happen with this election or what'll happen after. I mean, they already said Donald, they're starting Donald Trump Television. He's getting. He's going to buy a network. So. You know, is there is there a big enough movement? Is the populace big enough to have a revolution? If he doesn't win, 
Is it a possibility? It absolutely is. This country's ready for it. I mean, you know, you we're look one. At, we're one downturn away. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, the housing market goes sideways again and uh, crashes. That that ought to do it. So, but if you look at where we're at today, and you look how everything's just hanging on by a thread, and everything's stuck in a trading range, and the uh, markets move ridiculously. I mean, again, they had oil break $50 and Wall Street up on rising oil. And I'm like, and again, I'm an old-timer. This is not good. Okay, people don't understand. If you have rising oil prices, the first thing that happens is the real estate markets, you know, the people that have to go way out of town to buy a house to qualify, which they're all doing it again, because, you know, the, the house that sells for two hundred fifty grand in town, you can buy it for one sixty-five fifty miles away. But what happens is, is they start driving and gas goes to three, four, five dollars. They can't afford to make their house payments, or they lose their jobs from because you know, they just can't keep up with the commuting and uh, and then they have to sell. And then the you know, I don't get. It. I don't understand where they could possibly get that this is good for America, rising fuel prices. But it is. Wall Street can only rise now on on rising oil. It's amazing. So, and 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 they'll tell you every day when you tune it in. I just don't get it. So. Doesn't make any sense. The uh, the paradigms, the trading paradigms, and the dynamics, and you know the the things that that you learned as uh, well that I learned when I started this company and years before as to how things moved and why. Um, well, you so it's like everything that they told you twenty and thirty years ago, they're now telling you the opposite. Exactly. This is how you invest. The twenty or twenty or thirty years ago, this is how it worked. And now today, you got to believe that the exact opposite is true. Right. That rising oil and gas prices, that bankrupt families is good for Wall Street. Right. That retired people being super risky with their money and buying stocks and leveraged ETFs and this and that is a good thing. Well, we'll see. Because I don't think it is. I don't know what's going to happen here. But, again, if Donald Trump does get elected and... You know, did you hear? I don't know. You watched some of the debate the last. I know everybody's getting tired. I didn't watch the whole thing either, but I did happen to catch that Hillary Clinton mentioned there are 11 million illegals. Her words, not mine, in this country. 11 million, and the number was very matter of factly. We we know it's higher. Right. They, remember, but they, there was only they, two they, million. Listen, it's been 11 million now for like five or six years. Right. And you but, know that's not true. Right. Remember, but it, well, they would never admit. No, oh, no. Just, you know. No, that not. We're past that now. There's a hundred or two. Right. Yeah. Or right. Three or four. We'll or admit five. it. We're past that now. It's 11 million illegal. What's the population in Arizona? Five. Five or six. Maybe. So in New Mexico, probably four, three. We're, wait, we're still not done. <laughs> and then throw in Idaho. And there's 11 million people. I mean, uh, uh, do they want more? This is the only growth 6. there is. 6.7 million. What's that? Arizona's population. Arizona, thanks. There you go. Google worked it out. So, well, let's just say what percentage are illegal. Let's say... <laughs> Let's say 20%. I think that's pretty fair. Well, you know what? Let's use the high school graduation rate for Arizona. Okay. Because uh, my guess is most of the people that drop out, right, are, are falling into that category. Uh, the graduation rate in Arizona were one of the worst in the country. I think that's 77%. Oh, 
right, so that puts us 23%. So, so tw- it's say 3% are regulars, and the other 20 is probably that. So you're probably right, 20%. So 6-point-something six million, that's uh, 1.2 million households. Okay. What if Trump sends them home? <laughs> that's the way I say That's 1.2 million empty houses. <laughs> I'm just looking at it as a realtor. So, I don't know. I mean, is it possible? I don't think so. I don't think they can do it, but maybe. Maybe, and I'm all for it. Be honest with you, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm all for it. Let's put this, put it back to where it used to be. I don't know if we ever can. If you put this country back, put the towns, put the states, put get everything back where it belongs. Let's get Michigan making cars. Let's get the textile mills back into the Carolinas and the South. Let's get the steel I, mills I running up Pennsylvania. You know Every country is going to be. This country makes this, and that country makes that. You know, I'm thinking but that's their business model. But the only right. the only model that we have here is we buy it. That's it. That was what they put forward. Okay, yeah, everything's made somewhere else. America buys it. <laughs> well, that's fine, I guess. But uh, ultimately, there's an entire generation that hasn't moved out, and they haven't bought a house, and they're not going or get married and have children. I mean, you understand this chasm that's growing here, and the only way that the liberals and the well Wall Street. Wall Street wants open borders. Don't kid yourself. It's just let everybody come in. So instead of having, you know, families that are built from the inside out, let's let people from the outside in. And, of course, they're destroying the country. They're destroying it. Everything that that this country stood for is, you know, now you have to apologize for it. So, you know, it's just, it's amazing. And I don't know, I I really think that that we can't go much farther. You know, they, you look at the policies of what each candidate wants to put in. If we don't get this thing straightened out, there isn't going to be in four more years. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back. We'll talk about the Russians in the English Channel this morning. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Eagle Forum. Mrs. Schlafly was a constitutional attorney, champion of grassroots conservatism, and author of 27 books, including The Flip Side of Feminism. A Choice, Not an Echo, Who Killed the American Family, How the Republican Party Became Pro-Life, and The Supremacists, which uncovers the dangers of activist judges in our court system. Now, from the Eagle Forum Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. By this fall, the Common Core curriculum was supposed to be completely in place in our public and private schools. In some states, Common Core does remain, but under a different name. For example, Common Core exists in Georgia under the new name, the Georgia Performance Standards. In New Jersey, despite how Governor Chris Christie declared in a presidential debate that Common Core standards were simply not working, the failed program does persist under a new name, the New Jersey Student Learning Standards. A better new name for the Common Core would be something like homework not even parents can do. Simple elementary school arithmetic problems are confounding parents by requiring approaches that would confuse almost anyone. When students provide the right answers on math problems, they are expected to explain how they arrived at those answers, which is something kids find to be frustrating and pointless. English standards under Common Core are awful, too. Students are not taught the fundamentals. For example, students are no longer expected to learn basic Greek and Latin roots that are the building blocks for developing a strong vocabulary. This may be because of the bias against Western civilization that exists among educators, but the English language is still based on our roots in Western Europe, and students need to develop respectable vocabularies to be successful. The good news is that nearly half of the states have dropped out of Common Core, 
and many private schools have abandoned it also. In late August, the Diocese of Marquette, which operates 10 private schools in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, announced its decision not to adopt Common Core because it would, quote, not benefit the mission, Catholic identity, or academic excellence of its school system. The Gates Foundation and big textbook and testing companies have millions of dollars at stake in their push for Common Core, so it's not going away easily. But the decline in public support for it has helped some good parents and good teachers get rid of it. As the 2016 election heats up, Eagle Forum believes voters have the right to know every candidate's position on Common Core. At EagleForum.org, read for yourself the straightforward language of the Stop Common Core Candidate Pledge. Then send that link to every candidate or public official in your area. Don't let any candidate duck this issue. Use your grassroots voice at EagleForum.org. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Hey, you're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. I'm Eric Cedarstrom, your guy Friday. You have to come in here. I'll get more back when uh, on a regular schedule when we get through our family issues. and Because uh, I really look forward to doing this. I was talking about this morning. <laughs> and again, I never thought I'd hear a commercial for pot on the radio. I never thought I'd turn on the television and they'd show me a picture of a Russian destroyer going through the English Channel. <laughs> and everybody's just standing there looking at it. And they, you know, they're like, is that one of ours? <laughs> Jolly good show, Chuck. Now it can't be they're drinking vodka. <laughs> My question is, is they didn't know this, that they were coming? How does Fox News know? And they know what? They don't have radar spinning somewhere? <laughs> warning, warning. Battleships approaching. <laughs> is that crazy? You ever think you'd ever see that ever in your life? Ever. Ever. I mean, if you did see it, you'd you'd be in your bomb shelter right yeah. now. Let me tell you'd be right dug now. down in the hole. You you think uh, America is losing its power globally? They don't care. They don't. They care. know look Obama look, won't do anything look about at what it. What China's doing in the South China Sea? The Russians are in the English. They don't care. They don't. They know it, and now they're on their way. They're on their way to Syria. That was like real bad. Right. Well, that, we just we took a wrong turn. We're just gonna take the long way, cynic route. Yeah, they're like, oh, I think they brought a flag with them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they just want tea. <laughs> I hate to laugh, but I mean, just the beginning. Of, it's got to be the beginning of something. I mean, you ever no. think you'd ever see that? How about ever. this? You know, we just turned over the web. Right, we're no longer. Uh, it's a, now an international. Right, right, right. And did you see this morning the major, uh, the major attack all over the East Coast, shutting down Amazon, Twitter, Spotify, and just think about when they we shut them down. Amazon them down. is closed. You can't and, order yeah, nothing on there. When, just think about this electronic currency and when the hackers shut it all down. Got gold. That'll be it too. Hey, I got. It'd be like in a bomb shelter, and the, the internet's coming in like an old AM radio. <laughs> You're hitting the, Look, the, the, the guy will take. Word. The guy's got a week. He's got half a cow. He'll take a ten dollar liberty for it. <laughs> you got your kid standing on one leg, holding the laptop up, you know, <laughs> trying to get reception. Yeah, I don't. That's crazy, isn't it? You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. So. Do you see that we had the first lady here yesterday? She spoke. See, I didn't see it. You didn't know that? I turned it off. Yeah. I told you, I turned it off. 
Yeah, well, Michelle Obama rocked a packed, enthusiastic hall, front page of the Arizona Repulsive this morning, speaking for about 30 minutes at the Democratic Get Out the Vote rally. The popular first, oh, by the way, yes, she came in on a private uh, U.S. Air One 747. Okay, I, and I, I just want you to put that in your quiver and think about that for a minute. She painted a portrait of the Republican presidential nominee as an out-of-touch billionaire. <laughs> if you're flying in a U.S. US Air One in a 747, you got a lot of nerve talking about an out-of-touch billionaire. <laughs> Trump, she said, had little exposure in the real 21st century America and thus finds it easy to view the century through us-versus-them prism and produces contempt for American. I love us-versus-them. I love that. Not us-versus-them. Right. We're all in it together. Everybody, the illegals, the illegals, oh, yeah. the, the, the companies. It I, doesn't I, matter I live in they, poverty. Whether you, like you employ guys. Americans or not, so, we don't care. So anyway, I mean, but here's what gets me. And, and by the way, if you're driving, be careful, because this is, a, this is the first lady um, of the United States Okay. She says Trump has a radically different version of America than Democratic nominee Clinton. U.S. Senator from New York who comes from different, more modest place, Obama said. Yes. <laughs> what? Maybe that's why this candidate takes certain immigrants for criminals instead of for folks who work their fingers to the bone, Michelle said. That's why he thinks we should be afraid of our Muslim brothers and sisters. First Lady of the United States. Again, a pot commercial. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd ever hear? Imagine Jacqueline Onassis. So now, now, How about Barbara Bush? Now they're our brothers and our sisters. Yes, you know, the people that are blowing up nightclubs and, uh, you know, well, basically running amok. The, uh, yeah, they're our brothers and sisters. So from here on out, I want us to, from, from now on, to refer to anybody, any illegal alien as your brother or your sister, and there, therefore it'll be fine. Her she said so much illegals, but she said the Muslims are our brothers and our sisters. And, by the way, the crowd enthusiastically cheered that line, according to the newspaper. So, while Trump is offering a vision grounded in hopelessness and despair, Clinton sees that each of us is a precious part of the American story. <sighs> Don't forget to see your bud tender. <laughs> I need the bud tender. I gotta tell you. What is your ailment? I don't see them <laughs> as my brother and sister. Vote yes. You got something for that? Right. You vote yes on 205. They'll give you the liberal pot. <laughs> Don't get the ones that make you think you're an ant. You got antlers. That's not a good. <laughs> Stay away from that. Stay one. away from the antler one. One eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I don't know if you're listening. One triangle. What am I listening to? You're listening to the Patriot Radio News Hour on Friday. We used to call it Jack Daniels Friday. Brought to you by Old Number Seven, but we thought maybe that might not have been good. People thought we were actually sitting here right, drinking. Right. <laughs> and I had a. Way too many bottles of Jack Daniels. Oh, man, the people would bring it in the door. I mean, we still got it. Look at it. There's still a few up there. So, so yeah. They're not full, but, yeah, it was a pretty good while it lasted. <laughs> 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 no, for the FCC listening, no, we, we do.
do not broadcast inebriated. You may think so when you we listen to We do not them. support drunk talking. Right. <laughs> That's got to be illegal, man. Right. Drunk texting, DTI. <laughs> <laughs> you got a DWI? Yeah, and a DTI. I'm in, uh, I'm in, I'm in uh, internet jail. So, crazy. You know what's crazy? Some lady in California yesterday, a, a homeless gal was walking with a skull on a stick. She had it tied Just to, walking around. walking around. I saw it this morning on some website. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. And a cop came up and said, hey, uh, where'd you get that? <laughs> and she was like, let me show you. Yeah, she took him over. Here's the rest of the body. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's... You know what? It's funny you bring that up. That's normal. I have no... Have you noticed the dramatic increase in the women homeless here? In Arizona? Well, you get more you know, women beggars, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're on the corners now. Everywhere. So, but again, the, the whole beggar, the whole beggar uh, movement, they weren't here. They weren't here as, as early as five years ago. I mean, it was, to see a panhandler, rare, very rare. Now, I mean, they, they fight for spots all up through Scottsdale and well, anywhere you go. But uh, I don't know, just the sign, I don't know if... if you know, some people say some of them do real well. You know, like they make good living, and they follow some of them around, and they go get in their cars and drive home. But, but I don't know. Maybe some of them actually need it. You got to be, you know, somewhat Christian charitable. But you got to decide. Patriot Radio News Hour will continue. Stay with us. favorite hits here on the Patriot Radio News Hour. Greg Ullman from the album Laid Back, Midnight Rider. Joe Jaquin, Eric Cedarstrom sitting in here on a Guy Friday. Uh, let me see. Uh, my nephew, your oldest boy, Joey, he's got uh, second to last football game. Yep, yep. Yeah, tonight. Arcadia, they're playing. Playing in Arcadia. I played in that stadium 1976. So, how oh, was it? 40 years ago. <laughs> they're not very good. Oh, Arcadia? Yeah. They weren't good back then either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, of course, yeah, that's kind of a kind of a ritzy area. You know, it's weird the the, the terminology. If you don't go to the meetings, you don't get them. Have you ever thought about being underbanked? <laughs> I've never uh, thought about uh, that. Uh, yeah. Well, apparently, nineteen point nine percent of the entire United States households is underbanked. Well, that's about right because they don't have any money. They probably don't even have enough to have a bank account. Well, no. You see, now that's where you're wrong, because people with no bank accounts are at a record low. Did you know that? Only 7%. Well, because you can't get your food stamps now without the bank account. That's it. Right. You have to have that. So right. They don't mail you the little booklets anymore. The 7% of the people that have no bank account have a lot of money. And, and, <laughs> and, and the, right, that's exactly right. right. And, and the, the thing about it is, is why all of a sudden, see, the banks didn't want them as customers. But now they get to charge the ETF fees, and and it's right. big business for them. Oh the yeah, bank. it's huge, huge. It's huge business. Huge, and there's no shame in it anymore. Because they give you a card, you know, like a food stamp card. You know, it looks like a Mastercard, right? So you're yeah, like, you have no idea. They just swipe it. You, yeah, you, just, you don't know. Just whip it out. So, so yeah, that's the unbanked seven percent record low. U.S. households with a checking or savings account um, that are underbanked. <laughs> Is at 19.9%. They rely on financial services outside of the banking system, such as money orders, payday loans, direct deposits. You know, those. that's how they do it. 
Well, they recharge your food stamp. Thing. Oh, right. Gotcha. Or your benefit. Your benefit. I was, was going to say we. Right. They recharge right. that card for you. The the recharge up. Right. Gotcha. So, the I mean, government recharge card. Right. I heard like in the last day of the month at midnight, something like that. Yeah. They, people they fill up the Walmart parking lots because they load the cards, you know, right at twelve oh one, first day of the month. So anyway, and you know, I'm sure people need it. Percentage of underbanked households was roughly the same in 2013. So you got. 19%. So basically one in five. I mean, what's that? What's the population of America? Well, listen, 300? one in five is there. There's another two in five that are right, you know, they're, they're neighbors to those people. They're right next to there. And then another one in five that is barely above that. And you really, it, you got about 20% of it left. Okay. And don't forget, Michelle says, don't be afraid of all the illegals that, that are coming in here. It's fine. And you know what I didn't know? Um... I didn't know that there was a big blitz on for Arizona. So it started with an announcement that the Clinton well, campaign... Well, the media tells you Arizona's in play now. Right. That's what it was exactly. So to help get out the vote, the election that could swing either way, uh, with a turnout, three high-profile surrogates were dispatched to Arizona. U.S. Senator Sanders of Vermont was in Flagstaff and Tucson Tuesday. Daughter Chelsea Clinton was in Tempe Wednesday. And, of course, the lovely Michelle Obama was in phoenix yesterday so you know what the worst part about when they come here if you've ever the traffic the traffic so like the last one was when joe biden came in for the tragedy for the firefighters up in prescott and he had to go north i mean they literally shut the freeway down so i mean you know eh, you gotta get to work or you got something to do or ah eh, you'll wait we need to get these people in here you know through all this too the uh the economy, you know, and, and really they're not addressing the national debt, neither candidate. Oh, by know. the way, just just for that, since you brought it up, uh, we passed $19.6 trillion today. $19.6. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to get to that $20 trillion just any day now. Isn't that something? Just think it's about incredible. It. Again, another thing. Just It's just incredible. I'm calling the bud tender. Steve Wynn. Okay, it's a, a casino magnet, right? right the, the Vegas guy. The Vegas yeah, guy. Yeah, Wynn Resorts. And Steve Wynn, okay. Now, who do we used to have? We had, uh, was it Walker? Scott Walker, who was a CBOE guy, and then he went around saying, look, the country can't. Oh, David Walker. David Walker. David Co- Walker. The country can't, can't, can no longer survive the debt. The, everything's a lie. And let me tell you, the unfunded liabilities, right. and nobody, nobody listened to me. Nobody. He nobody. was the comptroller of the currency, I believe. Right, for a while. Mm-hmm. He told everybody, yeah, this system isn't going to work. This whole thing's going to go well, under. Well, it's designed to go under. Right, it is. I agree. Right. This is how you keep everybody happy. Imagine if you had to actually dig a $20 gold piece out of the ground like you used to before you could print a $20 bill. You know what? You, you had two things. One, you had no inflation for decades. And matter of fact, the only time there was inflation, like in the 1800s, there was a war. But you had growth. But you had growth. You had Absolutely growth. you had growth. Growth was no You didn't inflation. have government... Uh, deficit spending most years if they ran a deficit the next year they ran a surplus yeah and of course there's never any inflation that's the government there hasn't been any ever ever since 1980 <laughs> <laughs> well, listen it got so bad they say hey listen we only go back 15 years to track inflation and it moves up every year because if we told you what the inflation has been since we took you off the gold standard you all want to kill us yeah, new Cadillac, nineteen eighty uh, eight thousand. New Cadillac Escalade, twenty seventeen. Listen, when Ben Bernanke went to Harvard, when Ben Bernanke went to Harvard in the seventies, 
four thousand dollars for room and board. There you go, four grand. Four grand. That's four grand a day. <laughs> probably close. I was going to say it, it, it probably is at least a week anyway. So yeah. So anyway, Steve Wynn. Now apparently they listen to him. <laughs> listen to this. This is great economic wisdom. He says that printing money is starting to degrade the economy. <laughs> the casino owner. He's like, yeah, because he sees it. You know, he sees, he sees what's it. happened. Right. Just you are getting, we are getting poorer. Well, yeah. And we've spent more than we make every year. They can't fix it. They can't fix it. They don't want to fix it either. There's never been a society. Actually, we have set a record. Where are we at? 240 years or something? I mean, how long the Roman Empire? Most societies only go about 200. Yeah, we're kind of, we're right. on our, until the whole thing goes under the, the, the Russians just sailed through the English Channel. Yeah. Yeah, what time is it? <laughs> what year is it? Oh, yeah, the, the, the nasty seventh year is coming up. We'll talk about that. Final segment. Stay with us. Patriot Radio News Hour final segment. I'm Eric Cedarstrom. 2017 is coming. I'd like to take you down memory lane for the, some of the last years that ended in seven, like, say, 87. Remember that one? Biggest one-day stock market drop in the history of Wall Street. Black, uh, was it Monday or Friday? I forget. That was uh, October 87. And then we go to 97, the Asian currency crisis. Remember that one? Oh. Remember Mr. that? Soros. Yeah. 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 They just fixed. They literally fixed. That was the beginning. See, 87 taught them how to fix 97. <laughs> And that is, well, if nobody else is going to buy, have the government buy. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, you, you, you brought up that before you get to the, the to the next seven. If you go out to allamericangold.com today, we actually have uh, a, a big article this morning. If you got to, you got to scroll down the page a little bit, but you'll get to the uh, to the whole little Asian currency and. Uh, the new exchange rate that agreement that we've entered in with the Chinese. Oh, what'd they do? They fix it? Is it fixed? Not fixed. No, not oh. fixed. But they they've got a new plan, which is, hey, if our currency gets weaker, so does the Chinese currency, and that'll be a good thing. What? Yeah, because they're tied together still. The Chinese control the the peg. The re, the the redback. Right? Yes. The renminbi. Is that what yes. it is? Yeah. Huh. All right. Yeah, oh, then in 07 was, of course, the beginning of the end when they had 400 mortgage companies fail. So who knows what 2017 is going to bring. So I uh, I mean, I don't know where we're heading. I mean, it's going to be weird. You had a new president coming in, and who, who knows gonna when that. And i got to tell you also, this, is, this to me is an oxymoron, like military intelligence or jumbo shrimp. Uh, Mississippi, Kemper County, Mississippi banned clowns. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're not allowed to wear uh, any a clown in that a clown. I don't know, angry clown is that it? Mask or? Well, you know they've you know, been going crazy. Well, they're all they, clowns. They're crown. It's it's creepy clowns right. walking around. What if you get pulled over? You know, and you're dressed like a clown. You're like, listen, I'm going to work. I got a kid's birthday party to do. <laughs> Well, they locked it up. I gotta tell you right now, right? That's probably the least popular birthday thing going. Uh, <laughs> have a creepy clown creepy show. Clown show. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> I think it's one of the funniest things ever. So, 
What is it that freaks everybody out about somebody in a clown uniform? I don't know. Halloween's coming, so I'm sure they're going to be everywhere. They're going to be everywhere then, yeah. The the Shanghai Accord, by the way, is what it's called. The Shanghai Accord. Oh, we're back to the money thing again. Yeah, we're going to do a whole show on that, sounds like. So our dollar can fall with theirs? So they they can't out-depreciate America? So their stuff's cheaper? Is that what that is all about? Simplest form is a weaker dollar. Ah, yeah. So a weaker our, dollar. Makes our stuff cheaper over there. And it makes their stuff cheaper over here. So we want our dollar so to crash right. against the renminbi, but not the pound. <laughs> right. Well, we don't, right? right. You, you got something like that. Something like that. I like that. So they'll change Until that more. doesn't work out, and then they'll tell us it's got to go the other way. Every country since the beginning of time defaulted on their debt and did not pay, and they changed the money over. But remember, you're looking at the, the people that have been in charge of this that will orchestrate the event, and uh, ultimately what they have is worth a lot more than what you have. <laughs> That's what they call the exchange rate. Because the markets fluctuate up and the markets fluctuate down, and you really don't want to get caught in any flux. Patriot Radio News Hour, we're done on this Friday. Thanks for allowing me into your lives, and uh, we'll see you again next week. Joe, take care. God bless. Bye now.